previously on the Dave and Steve show. We weren't we weren't on the first wagon train out, but we definitely when when the rail when East met West on the railroad line, we were on that train that 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 uh, that went went right through. Though I'm just going to take that metaphor all this the way. Is, to the this end. is really this is really good. Keep going. Yeah. Steve went into the jungles of Southeast Asia under the cover of darkness and and saved 18 orphans that had been kidnapped by some tyrannical, horrible person. Yeah. Oh, and <laughs> oh, oh. You had to like get out the finger puppets and you know tell yeah, me what how yeah. how it works and this, you know and... because I was gagging so badly that my eyes were filled with so many tears I literally was wiping tears away I couldn't see. How does he explain that with the balloon theory when it'd be so much easier to use like a condom and a banana? She wanted to know what I had done, and it turns out I had done nothing. You know the motorcycle I was on was too powerful and you know, drove me right into a big old lake of poop. It sounds like my wife wants to do meatless April. Well, yeah, who cares? Okay. <laughs> it is not, it is not six kilos of Colombian shale. Like I'm not, I'm not, I don't, I don't do anything illegal. So they lube, they lube the tube. That's the, that's the medical term. I believe they lube the tube and they and also um that that's the name of uh the last scorpions album. <laughs> yeah. Urgh, that gets me so frustrated real feeling... real talk here steve how many how many times a week on average do you get mistaken for the rock be honest um yeah like where somebody actually stops and said are you yeah well or you get the shriek and then someone does a double take and realizes they just thought it was you out of their peripheral, but it, it actually wasn't the rock like on average. Cause I've been with you in malls where this happens. So more, more, more than often from behind is when it, when it typically happens and it never ever happens. <laughs> um, so. Show number 52 of the Dave and Steve Show. I am Dave. Sitting right alongside me, a mere 27 miles away, is Steve. Salutations and greetings, my friends. And from parts unknown and back in the saddle this week, the lovely and buxom Tracy Green. It was. It's so good to hear that you guys had such a good time while I wasn't here. Off and running on show number 52 of the Dave and Steve Show. This, I figured Steve would bust my chops this week because we had two minutes of previously on. And anytime we go over a minute of previously on clips, Steve takes issue with it. He does not like an extended previously on. He wants us to get right to the currently on. No, it was all right. Um, there was a lot of me in it, so I'm cool with it. Exciting show tonight. It's exciting on a number of levels. So we've got a brand new game coming from Steve later in the show. We've got a brand new sponsor to the Dave and Steve show that you're going to hear from later in the show. We've got Tracy returns with a minute this week. We, of course, we've been out for a few weeks now. And I was actually thinking about this today because of the break to organize. Listen, it's no small feat to organize a festival. And we took a couple weeks away to do that. Then right. last week when we, we returned, Tracy was at his retreat being reprogrammed. And this is the first time we're together now in close to a month back in the studio, back in our normal environment, recording our our normal show. So I just, it's, mm -hmm. it's great to be back. And yeah, it's good to be back in the routine. On top of everything else, right now in the beautiful Pacific Northwest, 
the weather is aces. It is beautiful. It is gorgeous. It's over 70 degrees right now. It is sunny and lovely, but it is the typical, I know for a fact that smash cut to a week from now, it's going to be 45 degrees in rain, but I'm going to take it while I can. Yeah, we have to, this is, this, this is probably the spring tease that we were talking about. And, uh, that's where, uh, the weather puts on a little bikini and a short skirt or something like that. <laughs> that's just, right. Uh, that's walks right. around the neighborhood in, in uh, high heels. And then, uh, that boy, that sensitivity training didn't really work no, out. Not a, well, not a bit. Didn't take, didn't take at all. <laughs> nope. So along with the, the nice weather, one of the things that I don't hate it, but it's definitely, it, it impacts my life is obviously cutting my lawn. I've got a relatively sizable lawn. Takes me a little while. It's, it's actually a probably, you know, anywhere from two to three acres of mowable grass that I have to mow. And so it takes me quite a while. So it is one of those things where I've been in this house for three years now. I'm used to the fact that I have to mow this lawn. My son's getting older now. He can help some with it. I put him on, we've got kind of a flat section that there's nothing he can really run into. So I'll put him on the mower for that. But I don't know. I'm still, I'm still the jack wagon that doesn't really know much about anything mechanical, anything of that nature. Like put me under a car or put me under the hood of a car. I, I wouldn't have a clue. I would, I would be able to show you where the air filter was. That's probably where my knowledge would stop. So we're, we're, working on the garden we're working on the yard lots of time on the mower and i pull up to a stop on a slight incline and my brakes don't work on the mower now this is not a precarious situation it's not like the mower is going to roll away at 800 miles an hour with me on it and i'm going to die in a fiery crash but i couldn't stop there were literally no brakes i don't i have no clue like how, how, do, how do the brakes work? Where do you find the brakes on a mower? I don't know anything about a mower other than you push the one pedal and it stops. And if that pedal doesn't work, that's the extent of my knowledge. So now I'm thinking, well, what the hell am I going to do? Because I got a uh, half mowed yard. We need this for various other things like dragging things around, dragging sod around or not sod, but um, bark and all sorts. So we use this thing a lot. What, what am I going to do? So I could call somebody. But I decided, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to try. I'm going to try and do this myself. So I get my son involved. How to get much my wife. time did you spend walking around, looking at it before you psyched yourself oh. up to come to that conclusion? Oh, no, no. So th this, this decision was arrived at relatively quickly where the, the walking around staring at it came in was the next step. So oh. I get my wife, I get my son involved. <laughs> We, we uh, get some giant wood blocks that we have so that we can block up one side, figure, it out, figure out how to get the wheel off. I get the back wheel off. Now I got my son on the lawnmower. Okay, go ahead and press, press the brake pedal. Let's see. Okay, I see things moving. Uh, okay, let it go. Okay, press it again. Okay, let it go. Okay, press it again. This goes on for a good, I mean, it's... 30 to 45 minutes of my son actually said at one point his leg was getting tired because I had made him press the brake pedal so many times. So I finally, now I don't know what I would have done. Let's say 30 years ago, no internet on my phone, no smartphone in my hand, no nothing to be able to look this up. I was able to, with him pressing this thing enough and, and doing it enough, I was able to find a breakout a part list of the lawnmower. I was able to find the part that wasn't working I was able to identify it and it was literally this little think of like a three to four inch long pin uh that is 
it's kind of square shaped. It's not round. It's this special little thing that holds a spring tight in place. And that thing was gone. And on three acres of grass, you're not, you're not going to find this pin, what, whatever happened to it. So I, of course, turn to the internet. I try all the typical places, Amazon. Now I'm trying tractor supply. I'm going through all these different places, trying to find this stupid little part. And I know the part, and I know that it's $4. The best I could find was a place that would ship it to me for $28 for a $4 part. So now I'm like, I, don't, I, I truly don't know what to do. I'm thinking maybe I call some small engine repair place. They, they come out, and I finally was just like, I can make this like I think I can I can grind something I can grind a bolt I can now, figure this out this is really a whole different level this isn't just like being a mechanic and figure something out this is machining this I, is... I'm, enth I'm enthralled I am I, I, I am now I've now stepped into into the world of milling I'm going to mill apart have you left out any parts where you had been drinking because that gives you all kinds of confidence <laughs> no, to start making no. your own stuff. No, not this time. Not this time. Okay, I was completely like, and eight beers in. I realized. No, I was. I was I stone. It's just metal. Stone I'm a man. <laughs> I was stone cold sober. So, I go down to the. We call it the bunker. It's just a little area under our house that has a bunch of tools and things in it. I'm searching through drawers and things, and I've got the part that the the pin's supposed to fit in. I find a bolt that if it weren't round, it would fit in the little square opening that, so now I've got the grinder and I'm sitting there grinding. I cut the bolt head off. I'm grinding it into a square. I'm measuring it more. At the end of the day, this is very basic work. I didn't do anything monumental. There have been billions of people before me who have done something as simple as this, but I got it milled to the, the size it needed to be. I put it in the spot. I got everything hooked back up. It worked. The mower stopped like it was supposed to. And I was, I was king of the world. I was, there was that by the end of the, the day, my wife couldn't stand being near me because all I could talk about was how I rebuilt the brake system on our mower. When in reality, I, I ground a bolt down and stuck it in a hole. But I felt really, really good about what I had done. I, I mean, smash cut to today when I couldn't figure out how to get the stupid mixer to work to record this podcast, and I spent six hours effectively not solving anything. Two you, different you needed things. your son out there. Like, uh, put yeah, the I should have. My... <laughs> put the knob up again. Now down. Okay, again. Pot it up. Okay, pot it down. Pot it, it up. That sound equipment and 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 machining work are opposite sides of the spectrum my friend it's it's a totally different deal yeah yeah i, I listen i just appreciate it even more so th than i already did the the people steve like from our hometown who do this almost every day working out on a farm and something breaks on a piece of equipment and you don't have anything else to do other than you have no other options other than you figure out a way to fix it and i yeah. did that on such a micro scale but i still felt like i had I had solved world hunger. Like I had gone that far. So I felt pretty good. Sun's out today. I'm not gonna let this whole mixer fiasco that happened earlier cloud me in any way. We're back, the three of us together again. So we're gonna find out. Tracy, what did you do last week? Well, you know, uh, I'm glad you asked. My sister, uh, who I don't talk to that often, but uh, I'm always happy to when I do, 
she had contacted me because she was going to go visit my brother, who I don't talk to much, but I'm happy to when I do. Sense in a pattern uh, here. Yes. She was going to go visit him in uh, wherever that he lives. I'm not entirely sure, but it, it sounds like a sunny place. And um, Walla then Walla. She, she, what's that? Walla Walla. Yeah, I think it was Walla Walla or Orange County or someplace like that. So someplace with a state penitentiary. <laughs> definitely, definitely. It's a place where there is a state penitentiary, depending on the state. But uh, so she had contacted me weeks ago and said that she was going to plan this trip, but she's got a couple birds. And so she said, would you be willing to come by every couple of days to feed the birds and give them water? And that's it. And so I could go on this trip and, you know, she's, she's had a hard couple of years and she was, this is the first time she's been able to get up and go anywhere. And I was, uh, I was happy to do it. Tracy. Yes. How many birds are dead? Well, I'll get to that in just a minute. Thank you. <laughs> Sorry. Steve. I did not want what, to step uh, on this. I was hoping so, it wasn't going there. So what happens is, is like a couple of days before she leaves, she says, uh, my, my brother contacts me and he says, I, I need to talk to you. And I said, what? And he goes, I, I need to ask you about the birds. And I'm like, okay, but they're not your birds. Why are you asking me about her birds? And uh, I like that you're already, you just go from zero to 11 with your brother. Hey, yes, pal. I do. Hey, pal, do. where we, do you get off? How about yeah, you we back are, up? Not your effing birds. <laughs> we are opposites of each other, and we've lived a we've lived a life with uh, that's included some animosity and some other things. We're on good terms, definitely, but uh, um, but it's it's been a rough road to get here. So yeah, you're right. I yeah. was amped up a little bit, and I'm like, "Why are you asking?" And he says, "Well, this bird? Um, one of her one of her birds got sick." And uh, she uh, she's thinking of canceling the trip. And my, my brother's been in, in isolation, too. Sure, and sure. Her, her, his sister visiting him is going to mean a lot to him. And so the, she was my sister was afraid to ask me if I wanted to give the bird medicine. And I, and I didn't know why. She just didn't want to impose on me is what I figured. And I thought, well, you know, what's the big deal? I could go and give the bird medicine medicine that's what who among what us he... hasn't given birds medicine yeah yeah exactly so i'm like i'm looking on youtube already like how to give and we're talking about a couple of parakeets here we're not talking about parrots or anything but you know just a couple of budgies and so i'm like sure i'll i'll do this and so my my sister contacts me and she says that that's really great are you sure and i was like yeah, be sure i I will do this if it helps at will. And he says, okay, she says, okay, well, I didn't want to ask you because, you know, it's uh, the, the bird needs medicine twice a day and, and, and 12 hours apart. And so what was every other day just to check on them to sure, see how they're sure. doing is now twice a day, which by the way, is a total of 40 miles a day in the car and i have to do it very early in the morning before work and then like i did it just before the podcast tonight and so uh so can and I, it's every day can i ask a quick question yeah so before we went on the air i made the comment because i could hear a bird i made the comment tracy you need to shut that bird up outside your window 
Was that phone call actually coming from within your house? You know, I don't have to answer this question. So <laughs> this is this is uh, uh, the bird is all the birds are fine. This is the I want to get to that point of it though. But I, I feel like I got a little bit of a bait and switch kind of situation there. I I was willing to help, and then I didn't realize like exactly how much that uh, I, I volunteered for. So one of the things I have to do is I have to grab this bird uh, in the cage and, and birds, just l little tip for you, birds love to be grabbed by the hand. They, they love it. They love and it. By the hand. <laughs> yes, with the hand. By the, by the body with the hand. They, they love it when you grab them, whatever. Anyway, <laughs> I have to grab this little bastard with my hand and then he is able to turn his neck all the way around sure. and bite me at every angle that he possibly can yep. while I take him over to these three uh, these three syringes that I uh, sort of put up to the side of his mouth and, and give him a very small amount of medicine that it's almost invisible to see. It might even be magical, I don't even know. So when he's done being mad, and done biting me, I put him back in the cage. But then the kicker is this. Not only did I have to give him medicine for two times a day, but the second dosage, an hour after that, because they're antibiotics, he has to be given a probiotic. So I'm committed much of my day, all week, yeah. to this. You are the bird whisperer. I, I am. So I... I uh, so. We we're we've come to an understanding. Neither of us like this, um, and now we're we're fairly friendly with each other. And uh, and his name is Felix, and uh, so we're it's a we're cat, kind of a, what's cat's, that? That's a cat's name. Well, I, there's two birds, Felix and Oscar. So think oh, odd couple okay. kind of thing. But you're yeah. right, Felix is a cat. Um, uh, that that would be ironic if he was eaten by a cat also named Felix, <laughs> now that I think about it. So you're making this trip twice a day. Yes. How long until you realize that the bird fits in the palm of your hand and you can put it in a cage and bring it with you? Well, that's the whole thing. I didn't really want to do that. Okay. Um, and the, and the and reason, I, and I totally get that. I mean, there's lots of reasons why. I mean, it gets you out of the house twice a day, well, which is kind of nice. My, yeah. That there's there's part of it is like, I'm kind of desperate to get out of the house, and then like I'm also mad at myself for being this desperate yeah. to get out of the yeah. house. So I mean, there's there I'm helping, but I don't like this. I like animals, but he is biting the hell out of me. Yeah. Um, I want him to feel better, but I also want him dead. But I also want my sister going. So I. The, I think I remember Mr. Rogers one time where uh, Daniel Tiger uh, had this one episode where Daniel was uh, confused because he was feeling two different um, emotions at the same time. But the adult cat said that it was okay, meow, meow, to feel two different emotions meow, at the same meow. time, meow, meow. So, <laughs> meow, um, meow, meow, so if you're picking up when I'm laying down. So right now, my whole week has been filled with these this juxtaposition of different emotions. And I, I felt like Daniel Tiger and very confused. There is also, we're all pet owners on this show and we've all had different kinds of pets and everything. There is a distinct difference. It is just like your child. Uh, you can change the diaper of your child, not bat an eye. If you're asked to change the diaper of another child, you're like, this is the grossest thing ever. I am not doing this. 
if you are my my animals have puked peed pooped everything you can imagine i we've chronicled on the show i had my cat spray one of my prize guitars and just light that thing up it was covered in cat urine the cat's still alive i never beat the cat i never kicked the cat i never because it's your pet and you're like oh you jerk but you you take care of it that fuse is so much shorter when you are watching someone else's pet when it is somebody else's pet it is totally different tracy i know you've had cats i know those cats have vomited pooped clawed things everything else and then you you just have to take care of these two birds for a short amount of time and yet you immediately want them dead it's yeah it's my my life feels ruined and by the way last week i also had a colonoscopy which was such an upgrade from what this week has been like (laughs) because it was uh you know but the thing is though was really cool i have this I got these pictures of my colon. They gave me like these several pictures. So I was thinking, this is really awesome. I'm going to put together a slideshow of all the pictures of my colon that they have that, which all the way up. And I think you could, I think you can see my lungs, Yeah, but I'm not, I don't, not big on anatomy, but I think you can see the bottom of my lungs up there. And so I wanted to put together like kind of a slideshow of these pictures of my colon and like kind of put it to music. And I was trying to think of like what good music would be like, and I've thought like the long and winding road by the Beatles, um, yeah. knocking at your back door, deep purple. But uh, you guys, is there any Goodbye, other uh... <laughs> yellow brick road? <laughs> um, <laughs> depending on what you've eaten. Uh, yeah. Take the long way home. Might be take... one. <laughs> yeah. Tunnel of love. <laughs> okay i have so anyway i'm gonna back, be working on this one. i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm definitely gonna be sending you guys my slideshow my my colon slideshow tracy you know what would be awesome is if you actually once you put this together because you haven't been on facebook in a while that's true if you said listen if you did one of those sincere posts of listen i know i haven't posted in a while i've been away from facebook for a while but I wanted to show you guys what I've been up to. And then you just, all you had was that video that played because then what will happen is every two or three years, that will pop up as a memory that you can share again on Facebook over Call and over. Free, yeah. yeah. Over and over and over. Hey, remember last year when I showed you guys my colon? It's back. <laughs> there it is. Anyway, that's what I did. Or just, week. you know how people always like, Oh, that was a fun day. Like they just put some little throwaway line on their memory. You could do that same kind of thing. So, yeah. all right, Steve, how wow. about you? What'd you get up to last week? Same shit. Yeah. Just the same shit all the time. But, uh, you know, the house is really coming along. Everybody wants to know. Nobody's, uh, nobody's washing machine was broken. Not, nothing, none of that crap. Um, I'll tell you what, though. Uh, we have our driveway is is almost done right but it's been almost done for eight or nine months uh we our contractor uh he's a friend of mine uh, whose contractor has said he's gonna get it done there were a couple reasons why he couldn't get it done like they didn't have the right blocks they got the blocks in We're waiting for the blocks for a long time but there's these two sides to my driveway are you messing are you messing with me right now 
No. Are I'm you not. screwing with me right now? No, I am super. I, this is it, it, something triggered this. I don't know what the hell happened. At the, but, at, um, the, at the beginning of the week, I sent a message to both of you saying, let's bring the heat this week, okay? Because we haven't done a proper show in a while now. We've had a couple of different weird throwaway, weird shows. I said, let's bring the heat. Your, your okay. idea of bringing the heat is driveway. Tomorrow, my marriage might end. Boom. Because, because my buddy has promised to come and finish our driveway for months. And he has promised to be here tomorrow. It's going to be a nice sunny day. I have texted him six or seven times. Hey man, are you sure you're going to be here on Friday? Because it's really important that you're here on Friday. You, so yeah, you, I, next week, your wife might be available. Is that what I'm, that's what I'm hearing. I know I, there was a lot of driveway talk there, but available. Um, might be that might she might be on the run if she's killing me because there's other ways for marriages to end at very least at at, at very least her meatless april is going to carry into meatless may there's no question mm, mm -hmm. yeah very yeah so it's it's quite important that this gets done and i'm look i'm pissed it's it's taken forever we're thinking about refinancing and if our house has you know unfinished projects out in front of it it's not going to appraise for much so it's it's a big deal. So I'm, I'm on pins and needles. If this is going to happen tomorrow, I'm, you know, I, I, I'm a little pissed. I'm a little nervous. Um, I like the guy. I really do, but it's, it's, it's at that breaking point and I, I, don't, I don't know what the hell's going to happen tomorrow. Um, I, I, I just don't know. Well, this is I, now I'm fascinated. Now we have to have yes. an update next week. We will definitely have this an is almost as week. big of a story as the contractor check fiasco. I, can't, I might be, I, can't I might be doing this podcast from a day's end. <laughs> so yeah. Uh, all right. Well, let's take a quick break. Cause we do have a big show. We're going to hear from a brand new sponsor here on the Dave and Steve show. Uh, this is, they just reached out to us out of left field, uh, said we would love to be a part of the Dave and Steve show stable of advertisers. And we said, of course we'll take your money. So, we're going to hear from them. We're going to come right back with a minute and some headlines, and then we're going to have a, a new game from Steve. We'll be right back on the Dave and Steve Show. Howdy, folks. This here is Tiny Tex Thompson, owner of Tiny Tex Thompson's Texas Tiny Houses. By now, you've probably heard of this tiny house craze that everyone's been talking about, and you've also no doubt heard that everything is bigger here in Texas. That's why Tiny Tex Thompson's Texas Tiny Houses only carry the biggest tiny houses you'll find on the market today. They're Texas size. Now you might be saying to yourself, well, heck Tex, I don't want to poop in no compost bucket hanging from the side of a refrigerator. This tiny house life just ain't for me. Well, partner, that's where our Texas size tiny houses come in. Don't want to poop in a bucket? Great. Our tiny houses have two to three spacious bathrooms each with their own functioning toilets, bathtubs, and showers. But Tex, I don't want to sleep in no loft above my kitchen. Me either, buddy. Which is why Texas tiny houses feature master suites that measure close to 300 square feet, and bedrooms for each of your little buckaroos measuring out to just over 150 square feet. You want a two-car garage in your tiny house? Done. You want a large dining room that can host Texas-sized parties at your new tiny house? We got those too. My guarantee to you is that you won't find a bigger tiny house on the market 
or my name ain't Tiny Tex Thompson. Excuse me, Mr. Thompson? Why, yes sir, how can I help you? Well, these aren't tiny houses at all. They're just, well, houses. So come on down to Tiny Tex Thompson's Texas Tiny Houses off of Woodbury Drive north of Highway 99, where the only thing bigger than our tiny houses is the smile you'll leave with on your face. Hey, darling, I'm going to need some help getting this body out of here. It doesn't take a talent to be mean. Your words can crush things that are unseen, so please be careful with me. As Dave and Steve shared with the listeners to the podcast last week, I was in fact sent to a sensitivity training retreat not long after an internal show prep meeting went wrong. And I shamefully referred to Dave as a maniacal jack tard and thereafter took aim at Steve where I referred to him as a shiny midget now obviously I'm not proud of those things and I displayed a great lack of judgment and just a few moments of weakness now to the guy's credit they could have fired me but instead they believed in me and helped me realize that neither of them are hungry shimmering lady boys now, through the help I received, I understand that my lashing out was not only uncalled for, but obviously came from a dark place inside myself that I had not yet sorted out. Now, to you listeners, please know that I plan to give you a better version of myself from this day forward. This has been Tracy's I'm Back and I'm as Sensitive as Ever. Minute. Please be careful with me. Tracy, I appreciate the minute. It's great to have you back. I'm going to yes. say right now, I think you should have been a little heavier handed on the bleep censorship button. <laughs> I was going to say the same thing. You did, you, know, you did not bleep some important things. Some important things needed to be bleeped. Well, I, I ran this by the staff at the uh, at the retreat, and they said this was this was a good first step. They 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 understand that you're like not. You're not made right away. This is a journey. If you could see Steve's face right now, he is clutching his face. He looks absolutely, absolutely mortified. I think, I'm not positive. I think you may need to head back to the retreat for another another <laughs> session or two. Well, I don't mind telling you, the food was pretty decent. And uh, and they, they're, they're very nice there. And I learned a great deal. And I'm making some progress. And so... Um, some. I just want you guys to know that this I'm a work in progress and this this is a this is a journey to sensitivity and that uh, that one I plan to take my entire life. Tracy's on a journey. Let's cut this now before we get in trouble. Take a journey over to the news desk and find out what he's got in the headlines. And now straight from the Dave and Steve show news desk in beautiful Anytown USA Plaza. It's Tracy Green with this week's headlines. Yeah! Our first story, if you're a guy and you didn't care about pollution before today, you may want to rethink that stance because your manhood 
is seriously truncated because of it, says a scientist, Dr. Shauna Swan, a professor of environmental medicine at public uh, and public at New York City's Mount Sinai Hospital, made the starting claim, start a lean claim in a new book of hers, explaining that based on her research, male penises are getting historically smaller due to manufacturing byproducts. I want to be clear. Did you say <laughs> this research came from Dr. Shauna Swana? Shauna Swan. Oh, Shauna Swan. I, I okay. probably did say that, but uh, yeah, I mean, come on. This, this might do it. This might be the tipping point. This is, this is the only, it, when it comes to getting stuff done, nothing will get things done faster than, um, than when, uh, when male genitalia is threatened in any way, in any way at all. So yeah, look for the first like... bills to come through Congress yeah. immediately yeah. as, you know, Matt Gates realizes that, you know, maybe is, is it getting, is yeah. it getting smaller? Yeah. Uh, the, so this, the only thing that, that is a either barely trumps it or is a very close second is pornography. Pornography changes things that quicker than anything else on earth whether it's technology or bills or anything like that but penis size is right there with it definitely the the substance in question is uh, uh comes from chemicals created in the production of plastics which when exposed to the human endocrine system screws with our natural hormone process a dynamic that dr swan says is affecting our reproductive organs she cites different peer-reviewed studies in her findings which say there's a scary trend of modern day babies being born with noticeably shorter members, which she thinks directly is linked to these chemicals that are seeping into our toys and even the food we eat. I have a question and I'm going to try mm -hmm. to be as sensitive as possible with this question. You're, you're a scientist, you're a researcher, you're a doctor, you're whatever, and you hypothesize that male genitalia is getting smaller. How do you broach the subject of, I would like to conduct a study where I measure baby peens for several months, if not years, to see if they're actually getting smaller? You have to take a newborn child and measure, and I'll tell you right now, if I was the, the father of one of those newborn children and somebody came to me and said, listen, we're doing this study, just curious, you know, check yes or no if you want to, uh, have your child's wang measured, I would say absolutely not. Like, don't, don't go anywhere near, like, I, I, this is a, this, this is interesting to me how this got funding, how this got traction. It's not interesting to me how the study was conducted. Well, uh, sometimes studies are brought forth um, from, sometimes the scientist isn't the one asking the question. And it's why is my kid's dick so small? It, no, it's a it's a marketing company that that probably is like, or a lobbyist that says, "Hey, you know what is going to get some movement on this uh, on this climate change thing, is if we tell people that their wangs are getting smaller because they're not they're not taking action," and they say, "Is is there any truth to that? I don't know. Let's let's see if there's a trend." And then they ask, and they start they start asking, and and. And that gets the ball rolling. Hey, do we have um, do we have one hundred and fifty thousand dollars to fund two um, to get to get uh, two scientists and a ruler? 
um, out a to really, all these <laughs> a really small ruler, <laughs> a tiny ruler out there, and and then they start to make that happen, and then they can find. I mean, just like the cigarette company, it's the opposite of cigarette companies. We need to find the only two scientists in the world that will tell us that cigarettes are making us right, healthier. Right. You know, it's right. it's kind of like that, but also um, not. I mean, if it's, if it's real science and Tracy said peer reviewed studies, that is key, right? Because anybody can have a study and well, it's a study I mean, show the, this or a study show that, but, but peer yeah. review is a big deal. Yeah, I did some deeper digging into this and that the <laughs> peer reviewed uh, studies are not related to this. So there's ancillary information in these studies so it's still like it's still a hypothesis which you're entitled to have yeah. and it's part of the scientific method but um i i think this was to help draw attention as as you said um to to this and i don't know that there's i don't know that that link is there but it's it's interesting to ask the I, I like when tracy discredits his own story so so I, I, have, I have a friend um, who's a sociologist, and she wrote a book um, about uh, male infertility and did did all kinds of intense research on this because nobody had. And it was all about how um, when there's infertility problems, um, they, they exhaust everything they can on studying why the woman can't get pregnant but they don't broach the subject with men until far later in the game um, because it, they haven't done a lot of, I mean, they're worried about the machismo and the, and the men's feelings getting hurt. And that has stifled um, scientific development um, in that way, where it is, it is increased scientific development on finding why, why are women unable to have babies? It, they don't study the, the men nearly as much as they study the women. So, so let me hang on. Let me speak from personal experience on this for real. And I'm being serious. So when my wife and I, we tried for 14, 15 years to have a child and it was not working. And during that time, they did every possible study to my wife. You could imagine, including scraping out her uterus because they thought that she might have endometriosis. Well, she did have endometriosis, but they thought that might be causing the problem. She had every, and it was painful and it was awful. Never once checked my sperm, not once. Yeah. So yeah. we go through this whole thing. We finally do in vitro fertilization because they're just like, listen, it's not, it's not working. You need to do in vitro. So we do in vitro. It's successful. We have our child. We have our first child. Second child, we're now starting to talk about, do we need to go through the in vitro process again? Whatever that might be. And a, diff a completely different doctor said, has Dave ever had a sperm checked? we're like, no, no, I mean, no. and I was definitely not a mochismo kind of, we had, we had exhausted so many options by that point. I was yeah, like, the, the whole tractor story uh, <laughs> revealed that. I, I was like, this is, this is pretty dumb. Like, no, we haven't. Now let me tell you the two experiences that I had. So I had, to, I've had, <laughs> I've, I've had to give sperm twice in my life. Once was for the in vitro. Cause you obviously have to have sperm in order to inseminate the egg and do all that jazz. The second time was for that check. So the first, so the first time, the first time they set me up and now this is at the in vitro clinic, the very matter of fact nurse is like, that's your room. Everything's been sterilized. You can go in there. There's magazines, there's videos, 
is a wide collection. Just open the drawers. It's and she was not messing around. There were 30 videos in the drawers and countless magazines. And so I, I did my thing. But it was there were nice couches. There was a very nice flat screen TV so I could watch my videos. All that like that was that. The second time I went to to give a sperm sample was for this test. Let's make sure Dave's sperm is doing what it should be doing. I go to, you guys will know this, listeners may not may or may not know this. I go to this hospital in Everett. Everett is is not <laughs> Everett is not the high class part of Seattle. Uh, it's got some some rough areas and the hospital is dead center in the middle of the roughest of rough areas. So I I go there it's late at night. I don't remember why it was late. I'm talking like seven, eight o'clock. So it's dark. I go in, I, I go to the information desk. I'm like, I, you know, I have to give this sample. And she's like, yeah, I go to the, like, she directs me to the place. I go up to the desk. I fill out the little form and the lady hands me a cup and says, go into the, the room over there. Now I've only done this once. So I'm expecting the same thing. I'm expecting, I'm going to go into this room and there's going to be my couches, my flats. <laughs> I walked in and it was a supply closet. It was a it was a room that was divided, but not fully divided. There wasn't like a door or anything, but there were two halves to the room. On one half, there, uh, on one half, there were rubber gloves, there were medical supplies, gauze bandages, all that. On, I'm picturing like a mop. None, none of which mop. you were supposed to touch, but on, all of which you did So touch. listen, on shelves, on the, the other half of the room was an open stall toilet, no door on the stall, and a shower with a curtain across it, but the coldest tile, like this looks like the place where when people are completely bloody, they come in and get hosed off in here after a, an accident is brought in. Like this was not a an inviting room at all. It had two lights in it that barely gave off any light whatsoever. And I walked into that room and I had a cup in my hand and that was it. Now, Took me a little a while longer. 1978 lingerie <laughs> section from a Sears catalog. That that's that sample took a little while longer to retrieve. It took a <laughs> bit longer. Yeah. Than, the first time around, I actually was like hoping to prolong it. I was like, this is really nice. This room's really nice. I got lots of things to watch. The second time <laughs> around, I was like, how do I get out of here? And and it it took forever. So, but back to your back to your point, Steve. We went through that exact thing. It turns out that that, that my sperm was fine. Everything was fine. But just the fact that that was not checked almost step one, like while my wife was going through her initial test, that should have been an initial test for me. And it was not. Yeah. All right. All right. Our, there's my sperm our story. story. A Canadian Ooh. parliament member was caught stark naked in a virtual meeting in the House of Commons. William Amos, who represented the Quebec district of Pontiac since 2015, appeared on the screens of his fellow lawmakers completely naked Wednesday. The pandemic has meant many Canadian lawmakers participate in sessions uh, via video conference instead of in person. A screenshot obtained by the Canadian press shows Amos standing behind a desk be, uh, between the Quebec and Canadian flags, his private parts hidden by what appears to be a mobile phone in one hand moaning oh canada uh the uh, this is i mean this is without a doubt my my biggest my oh canada uh this is without a doubt my biggest fear not that i'm ever like completely naked at my desk or anything like that but i am always i i am never I'm never undressed in anywhere in the vicinity of the camera I'm standing in front of right now. 
But anytime I'm not on camera or I'm not on a call, I have gotten into the habit of I grab the camera and I tilt it all the way up so it points at the ceiling. If I'm not on, even though I know chances are the camera's never going to be on, I just, I can't do it because I'm always worried, even if it's just nose picking or something like that, I'm always worried it's going to be on when I do something stupid or am caught in some weird situation. I don't even know what that situation would be. I, I just can't handle it. So I, I have learned in our age of Zoom calls and working from home, you tilt that camera up if you're not on it. So th this was an unfortunate error, Amos said in a statement sent by email. My video was accidentally turned on as I was changing into my work clothes after a jog. I sincerely apologize to my colleagues in the House of Commons for this unintentional distraction. Obviously, it was an honest mistake, and it will not happen again. I was just telling it off. I was just getting it dry. That's all I was doing. He was listening to that last Scorpions album. <laughs> After uh, seeing the video, the Canadian Parliament passed a law banning certain chemicals and plastics. If, if um, we, if... <laughs> that was really good. Just tied that back. You see what I did there? Yeah, I did. A third story, when the pallbearers brought Phil McLean's coffin into the chapel, there were gasps before a wave of laughter rippled through the hundreds of mourners, the giant coffin was a giant cream donut. It overshadowed the sadness and the hard times of these last few weeks. The widow said, uh, Deborah, Deborah, the final memory is of everyone's mind was this donut and Phil's sense of humor. So the donut was the latest creation of, uh, I don't know why my voice went up like this, but the donut was the latest creation of Phil's cousin ross hall who runs a business in auckland new zealand called dying art which custom builds colorful coffins other creations by hall include a sailboat a fire truck a chocolate bar and lego blocks i like this i like this a lot because and i think the three of us fall into the same category i i, I like to think that we do i do not people always put something in their will you know i want to be scattered over the ocean whatever it might be my will is going to be something or my last wishes, my dying wishes are going to be something that makes people have fun at my wake, at my service. I don't want it to be a somber affair. And I don't quite know what that thing is yet that I'm, I, I listen, hopefully I still got a little bit of time to think about it, but I don't quite know what the thing is, but I'm going to do something along the lines of this so that it just completely breaks the tension, breaks the ice and people can just as much as possible because listen you're gonna miss me a lot but as oh, much yeah. as possible yeah. they're gonna have fun at my service because i don't what? i think most people are in that same category too of like if you really think about all the services and the wakes and things and i get morning i understand how that all works but if you think about most of them and you think about people who are in the box at the service that you're at they wouldn't want it to be this sober, somber, quiet, yeah. sad affair. They would just want you to remember the good times and sort of celebrate what you had with them. And so that's that's my plan, at least. Yeah, go ahead. I I mean, one of okay, like I I, I guess we need full disclosure. Uh, Crazy Mike's funeral home is one of our sponsors. Yeah. Uh, so, but um, living it up at Crazy Mike's. <laughs> That's right. Um, I, ha I okay. I, I've always wanted. No, I haven't always wanted. I, I thought of this like like a few weeks ago. Um, a big grid, like a big grid on a field, 
And everybody, everybody that goes to my funeral is assigned a square on that grid. Okay. And, um, you know, hundred yards away, circus cannon, my body goes in the circus cannon fired into the grid, wherever I land, if I land in your square, you're getting $10,000. You're like a oh. human bouquet at a wedding. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Only nobody's catching me, but uh, whatever square my, my, um, you know, cadavered corpse lands in, you're getting 10 grand. You're walking away. <laughs> what a small, grand. small prize for the mental anguish. <laughs> <laughs> From having your body hurled violently at them, seven grand. It's gonna be a, it's gonna be a really strange arbitrary number. But I mean, could you imagine seeing that? I mean, I know that I'm dead and that I ordered this. I wanted this. Yeah. And my body lands in a crumpled heap down there at the Every bottom. Every single one of Steve's on limbs body. was just ripped off, and his head popped off too. Yeah, and his sister does not seem to mind at all. That was her square. That Gibbs was on the uh, head. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She's she's super excited. That it's it does bring up a good point, Steve. You're gonna want to say where the where the majority of the body ends up, the square that the majority of the because if like the head rolls into a different square, you get into a big confrontation about, well, I get at least, you know, that's at least a couple grand. Well, no, it's not. The head's tiny, but it's the important part. All of a sudden you got to fight at your funeral. So just make sure that you've got work. Take the next 30 to 40 years and make sure that you have these rules pretty ironclad. That's yeah. all I'm saying. That's yeah. my only advice to you. Yeah, we'll, we'll get it ironed out. I mean, I already have the skating rink um, <laughs> rented. So that's, that's good. Thank you. I, 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 I don't know if anybody really has a skating rink on retainer, but I do. Yeah. Can you so. imagine when your body hits that skating rink, though? It's going to be weird. Hey. Oh, no, I'm not doing it in the skating rink. Kidding. No, it's going to be outside the parking lot. So the uh, our fourth story, the University of Kentucky mistakenly sent acceptance emails to 500,000 high school seniors for a program that usually accepts about three dozen students a year. The school followed up with another email less than 24 hours later and apologized for its mistake, citing a technical issue. Now, only a handful of those on the prospect list had been admitted to the University of Kentucky. Now, UK spokesman Jay Blanton said, the vast majority has not, nor has, uh, nor had the vast majority of these students expressed even an interest in the program. Nevertheless, we regret the communication error, and we have sent correspondence to all those who have been contacted offering our apologies. Apologies. The acceptance was for, uh, in the fall, of a clinical leadership and management program in the College of Health and Sciences, a very small number, perhaps a handful of students who received the acceptance email had expressed interest, interest in the particular program and uh, all the students who have been admitted received their acceptance letters later. Did you, Steve, in college or anything like that, um, or Tracy, uh, did you guys, did you apply to any groups, any, uh, was there anything like this, any programs that you applied to be a part of or anything like that? I'm just trying to, like, listen, my, my official college, my official university was exactly one year, and then I dropped out. So I didn't, I didn't even really get past the basic and breadth stuff to, to know. But did you guys apply to anything like this? Yes, I, I did. Uh, interestingly, I uh, 
uh, was going to do a tour of doing uh, archaeology in the Holy Lands with the Institute of uh, Holy Land Studies. So I was uh, planning to do. Uh, uh, so did you apply uh, and get rejected? Uh, yeah, I did get rejected. Gotcha. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> they thought, well, you know, that's that's very nice of you to offer. But well, uh, Mr. Green, you brought a bong to your interview, um, so we're gonna we're gonna keep this short. Uh, yeah, they were like, you know, the um, they they said maybe uh, given some uh, sensitivity training that they would uh, take a look at it again. So you know, so there was a there was an opportunity perhaps to do this in in both uh, Turkey. Uh, and um, the uh, department, with, working with the Department of Antiquities in Israel. And uh, that once upon a time was something that was a great interest to me. Sure. Steve, what about you? No, I didn't apply to anything. That's I just, kinda, I, I got yeah. into the, I got into the college. I just did the college work and, and uh, you know, five years later. I think, out. I think that's where I would have been as well. I, I'll never know for sure, but I, I don't think, I don't think I would have gone above and beyond. I think I would have done exactly what I needed to do to get a diploma and get out of there. And it, it, later, like in art school and things like that, I never joined any of the, they were like tours. You could join groups that would do like tours of local museums and art establishments, art installations and those types of things. Yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to do my school work and go. I did just apply for, um, like an MBA program last year and I got accepted. Um, because they're more than happy to take. Wait, this is news. Well, this is uh, this is breaking news during the news segment. How do we not know about this? You're going back for an MBA. Well, I I applied for it because I, I wanted to do that. This was before the world melted down, um, and the university that I got accepted to um, had the only program that I was interested in. Uh, really, they 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 had a very specific. MBA for public relations, which is what I wanted with, um, with some, uh, MBA leadership stuff in it. And, um, I'm like, this is great. You know, it's, it's an online university so I can, it's, it's, it's a real university, but it has a great online, uh, thing. It's, you know, sure. fairly reasonable. And, uh, and I applied and well, here's the I, I got it. They're all online universities now. Yeah, they, yeah, they are. Oh, sure are. hey, uh, Steve, just put the name in the chat window. What is Wharton University? I don't know this one. I'm not familiar with Wharton University. What is? No, no, it's no. not Wharton. No, it is not Wharton. Oh. Um, that 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 one probably would not accept me. Um, <laughs> but I I I have rejected the university since it happened because. The, this specific university um, became the only university that anybody was talking about during the pandemic for being absolutely uh, batshit crazy. Oh, so I'm like, oh, so this is the university that is more than happy to let me in, and uh, I need to be wary of any yeah, university yeah, exactly. that will let me in. Yeah, yeah. yeah so I'm good. I'm looking at a couple other places uh, now that things have kind of calmed down, and uh, maybe maybe I'll work that out. Back to you, Tracy. Yes. Yeah, just like uh, the University of Kentucky. So this one, uh, one. <laughs> I got in. Was like I was like, Mom, I just got accepted into the University of Kentucky, and she's like, Oh, I didn't know you applied there, and she's like, Oh, I, I didn't. didn't. <laughs> and so other students said they never applied to UK, visited, or even went to their website. 
one said i had to google it just to make sure it was a real college because like i think i'd heard of them <laughs> uh, is, is that where you senior. learn how to make the fried chicken <laughs> anyway <laughs> that's the news fellas all right let's take another quick break hey if you we've got summer coming up the warm weather is making me think of this sun's out you're going to be going places you're going to be going camping you're going to be going to cabins you're going to be doing those types of things one of the things that I love to do on those types of trips is play board games with my family. We get the board game out, we set it up on the table, on the picnic table, and we play games. And we chat and we have fun. So with that in mind, we've got the exact thing you need. It's the brand new Dave and Steve Show board game, and you're going to hear about it right now. John Tortello Games and the Dave and Steve Show Fun Factory proudly present the hottest new game on the market. The official Dave and Steve Show board game. Set up the board, grab the dice, and take on the exciting role of middle-aged men pretending to be radio personalities at home as you recreate all of your favorite Dave and Steve Show moments. One, two, three, four. Oh, neat! I landed on the what did you do last week square. Time to draw a card and find out what exciting stuff I get to talk about. It says allergies acting up. That's kind of lame. I'm going to draw again. Yard work? Hang on, let me try one more. Crockpot recipes? Oh, what the f***? Nothing recreates the sadness of three aging has-beens living out their radio fantasies quite like the official Dave and Steve Show board game. One, two, three. Uh-oh. Draw a technical difficulties card. I wonder what that will be. Internet problems? Bad mic? Oh shoot! My webcam isn't working. Back two squares I go. And the official Dave and Steve Show board game is fun for the whole family. Watch out, Dad! You're about to land on... Oh no! I landed on the body rash square. I guess we know what you'll be talking about the next three turns. The Dave and Steve Show board game comes with everything you need. Just strap on the plastic Dave and Steve Show headphones. Toy headphones, not functional. Grab your Dave and Steve Show microphone. Toy microphone does not work. And roll the dice to see who will be first to hit fame and fortune. Let's see. It looks like I get to book a guest. Time to draw a guest card. Oh, I hope it's someone famous. It says here, you reach out to a C-list celebrity, but they never email you back. Lose two turns. Huh? That's weird. That's what all these guest cards say. So race out today to your favorite gaming store, department store, or wherever high-quality board games are sold and ask for the official Dave and Steve Show board game. You'll be glad you did. Hi, this is Steve of the Dave and Steve Show. Believe me when I tell you that the official Dave and Steve Show board game is the best Dave and Steve Show board game you can buy. Or my name isn't Steve of the Dave and Steve Show, makers of the hit board game, the official Dave and Steve Show board game. Hey everybody, let's order some Wild Horse Pizza and play another round. Yeah! yeah! And now, live from the Dave and Steve Show studio in beautiful Burbank, California, it is time for another one of Steve's crazy-ass games. 
Hi, everybody. This is Steve Dan, and this is my crazy ass game. Tonight, we're playing a game I like to call Tribute Band Name O Rama. So oh boy. tonight, we are going to be uh, looking into all things tribute band related. You know tribute bands. You've you've heard them. You've avoided them. They are uh, they are bands that play um, as as honestly and accurately as possible the music of another band that they like in tribute. And they usually have uh, names that are somehow associated in a clever or interesting way uh, with uh, with the band that they are actually uh, in tribute of. So uh, tonight I have come up with um, many different tribute band names for uh, for popular music acts, and Dave and Tracy are going to need to guess who the band is that they're that they're in tribute of. Okay, so if I were to say the automobiles um, Dave. might be a tribute band for Nitro. No, this is no, no, no. This is just this is just yeah. No, no, no. It's not Nitro. Uh, the <laughs> no. cars. Okay. He was ringing okay. in with Nitro because that's how we used to do it on the old show. Remember? We used, to, we used to ring in with Nitro. Yeah, we used to nitro. yell Nitro. Yeah. That's hilarious. All right, that's how we're going to do it now. I'm going to need you to raise your hands when you do it so that's okay. easier for me to okay. understand. All right. So uh, pick a number between one and 10 gentlemen. Nitro. Uh, Tracy. Seven. Okay, Dave. Six. Two. Uh, numbers two. Um, Dave's going to go first. Nitro. Now, something you need to understand. You're going to get, um, uh, no, hold on. Dave's not going to go first. I'm just going to say the name and you guys are going <laughs> to ring in. <laughs> that doesn't make any sense at all. Okay. Nitro. So, if for some reason um, you, you guess it, if the other person wants to steal, they have five seconds to come up with a better tribute name for that band. Oh, gotcha. Okay. I okay. will be the judge of whether or not it's a oh, better wow, tribute that, name that's, or not. That's good. Okay. Yeah. Like, so it's, it's going to be completely equitable. subjective, and I'm going to get some revenge. So here we go. Um, <clears throat> the Steve, first tribute. Wait, band I'm sorry to interrupt, but before you get going on this. Tracy and I once had a chat, chat conversation where we said, what would the name of the Kiss tribute band be that focused only on the Vinnie Vincent makeup years? And, <laughs> and, and my response, my immediate response was, aren't you glad I didn't say banana? <laughs> so I feel, I feel pretty confident going into this. That's all I'm going to say. All right. This is going to be fantastic. All right, the first, <clears throat> the first tribute band's name is Mother's Little Helpers. Tracy, go ahead. I don't. Uh, uh, Nitro. Dave. I, they might be giants. <laughs> yeah. No, no. <laughs> Tracy, would you like to steal? <laughs> uh, yes, uh, the the Yardbirds. Oh, no, no. Um, so Mother's Little Helpers would be she goes running to the shelter of her mother's little helper, the Rolling Stones. All right. This might be a really hard game for you. <laughs> okay. Um, this one I thought was going to be hard. So there's actually two names for this band. They're the same. So you may need two. Um, uh, two. I'm going to give you the first one. And if neither of you get it, I'm going to give you the second one. If right. neither of you get it, we're going to do a different game. All right. <laughs> So, so uh, the the name of the tribute band is 
Billy and the Disadvantaged Young Men. No, go ahead. Give us the next one. Billy and the Disadvantaged Young Men. Um, something in the Poor Boys, right? <laughs> you know um, all those all those Poor Boys tribute bands <laughs> kicking around. Gosh, trying to think something. I uh, can we get the second name? Yeah. The second name would be We'll Stop the Rain. Uh, oh, this was the uh, first name of the band from uh, was Creedence Clearwater Revival. There you go. Very yeah. good. Tracy on the board with a point. What, Excellent. Explain Dave, the first one to me. Uh, Willie, and, Willie and the Poor Boys. Willie the and the Poor Boys. Their album. Uh, oh, down yeah. on yeah. the corner, out in the street. Willie yeah. and the Poor Boys are playing. Uh, they should have done this. Okay, so... Tracy on the board. Dave, did you want to try and steal with a better? You got five seconds. No, no, I did not. No, no, he's just not going to. Okay. The next band, <clears throat> next tribute band name, Mr. Yuck. Not a clue. Nitro. Uh, Bad company. <laughs> no. <laughs> No. Dave, do you have any guesses? I do not. Mr. I, Mr. Yuck. I have no guesses. Mr. Guess. Yuck is a sticker that you would find on I understand poison. that. I am with you. Oh, gotcha. Is that really a poison tribute band name? That's that's the one that I came up with. I, I, these are all my names. Oh, these are you. I'm, okay. I'm naming all, right. all of these things. See, now, now I'm in a completely different mindset. You didn't say that. I thought these were existing bands. I I, I, I got to step into the mind of Steve. Like, I, this is totally different. Now I'm shaking things up a little bit here. Okay. All right. Okay. The game okay. is afoot. All right. <clears throat> so Tracy has one point. We've done nine uh, tribute band names. All right. Um, your next tribute band would be Hearing Impaired Cheetah. Dave. Dave. Def Leppard. Very good. Okay, so Dave's on the board. Oh, can't Tracy try to steal? Faster pussycats. <laughs> <laughs> close, close, but no. Can't, that's that's can't, funny. Can't yeah. Tracy try to steal? He just that did. Was my, he just, that was my story. Oh, that was your, oh, was I thought that was your actual close. guess. Okay, one to one. Next, next tribute band name is "We're All You've Got Tonight." We're all you've got tonight. Uh, Nitro. Enough is enough. No. Then that's my steel <laughs> guess. When Dave gets it, I I don't know this one. Okay, uh, "We're All You've Got Tonight" would be "You're All I've Got Tonight" by the Cars. So I thought you already did the cars. I actually thought of the cars, but you did the cars in the example. So I didn't think you were going to do the cars again. No, the cars has the cars. Actually, there's a lot of really good. Tree. They okay. may come up again. So there's no I, I rules think, to this. Uh, if we're all you have, then that's enough. enough. All right. Um, this, here's the next. Here's the next tribute band name. Imagine you pull up to the bar and this tribute band is playing. Who are they in tribute of? The Richie Sambora Band. Uh, Dave, I'm going to just Dave? guess the obvious Bon Jovi. Yeah, yeah, it's Bon Jovi. 
That's right. I'm up two two to one, two to one, two to one. All right, two to one. Okay, next. um, (laughs) This one's really dumb. Uh, Next, and they're all dumb, so this one's really dumb. Yeah, this will be Um, be good. All right, uh, next tribute band name. The tribute band is Dark Saturday. Dark Saturday. Uh, Nitro. That Black Sabbath. Very good, Sabbath Tracy. Being the, uh, the, that day of the week, seventh day. Two to two. Yeah. Dark Saturday. What a dumb name for Black Sabbath tribute band. <laughs> oh my God. I really, I was really trying to work in like um, White Seder is what I, <laughs> but, but it, it was going to be. Really um, kind of just leveraging the Satanism and the Judaism at the yeah, same time. Sort of yes, put absolutely. It all together. So, um, uh, next tribute band name, two to two. Oh, I, so uh, I guess I don't get a chance to try to steal with a better name. Okay. Well, you got five seconds. I don't have a better name. Go ahead. Next one. All right. There you go. All right. Uh, next up band's name is pewter dirigible. Tracy. Tracy. That's uh Led Zeppelin. Three to two. All right, Dave. Yeah, I got nothing. I got okay. I don't know Led Zeppelin's uh, catalog or album titles or anything else well enough to to pull that one off. No, Pewter. Um, I would have. I would have accepted. Or... I would have accepted Zo So So as a as a So So act. Tracy uh, did this dismissive flip with his fingers as though like we're supposed to know what the hell that means. Yeah. Zoso is the <laughs> album that has like Black Dog and you know all these yeah. anyway. Um <clears throat> so I feel stupid. All right, this one's going to be a little this one's a little bit esoteric. Um Oh good. Uh this one's called The Book of Malachi. The Book the book of Malachi. So this is the uh, the end of the Old Testament. So um, this is the last book of the Old Testament. So this would be... Um, Tracy's gears are turning. I got nothing. Um, this is something... Uh, gosh. Time's running out, Tracy. Yeah, I don't know. Okay. What's the first book of the Old Testament? Uh, that would be uh, Genesis. Yeah. No, oh, good. All right. Very good. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, that oh, was good. Boy. Tracy, I'm going to be honest with you. I think I feel like you should have gotten that one. Yeah, that was. <laughs> like, probably... He was on the right track. I'm like, that's yeah. the last book of the Bible. All right, what's the first book of the Bible? Um, I'll take books of the Bible for 800. <laughs> um, all right, uh, your next your next tribute band uh, would be Platinum Die Job. Uh, Dave. Dave. Blondie. Yes. Very good. All right. What is it? Three to three? Sounds good. Three three, three, to, three good. to three. All right. Oh, wait. Uh, I don't get to steal. <laughs> yeah. Give it a shot. <laughs> uh, I don't have one. The only, the only Blondie song I know. Brunette? <laughs> the only Blondie say- song I know is Call Me, and I can't think of any good, like, cover band pun for that song. And Deborah Harry doesn't work into anything. Yeah. Just uh, call me. Ring me. Um, yeah. <laughs> call me. Um, I, I, I'd say I'm screening my calls would be the name of the band. Sure. Um, so, uh, okay, your next uh, next tribute band name is maybe. 
Maybe. Tracy. Yes. Tracy. Very good. Tracy. So Tracy goes four to four to three. Um, all right. Um, next tribute band. Um, uh, actually, wait a minute. I do have a legitimate one for the yes cover band. All I would call myself is dot, 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 or no question mark. <laughs> nose. I, I, I thought of nose. So it's a little on the nose, but, uh, but you didn't think of dot, dot, dot with a question mark on the end. Dot, 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 question mark. Dot, yeah, dot, dot, or no. Ellipses, question mark. Hey, we can move on. We can I'm move gonna on! Give it, uh, I, 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 I want to give it to you, but I just, I, I can't, I can't wrap my head around it. <laughs> can't wrap my head around it. Um, all right. Next tribute band name. Why can't this be David Lee Roth? Okay, Dave, hand Dave. up. Van Halen. It just took yes. me a minute to put it all together. <laughs> I really like this one. <laughs> Tell me why can't this be David Lee Roth? <laughs> um, all right, Dave gets that. So four to four, here's your tiebreaker. Okay. <clears throat> Life in the HOV lane. Dave. Dave. The Eagles. Very good. Tracy, chance I, yep. to steal? Um, I yeah, I can't think of uh, anything. And I couldn't even remember who did that song. They're, the Eagles are in a blind spot for me. So um, I would have um, I would have accepted Haliatus Leucocephalus. Help us out here. Uh, that's the scientific name for Eagles. Oh, for the love of God. <laughs> Sorry, I don't even know why I know that. Uh, yeah, I do. I spent a lot of time at the zoo. All right, here we go. Um, that's it. Dave got it. Five, five to four. Very good. All right, Although, here we go. That's it. That's it. Good job. Fantastic. Um, so that that we maybe we won't do that game again. Um, that wasn't as that wasn't as good. I, I'm sure as that maybe. those uh, playing at home. Uh, we're we're enjoying that. Gnashing uh, their teeth, we, saying, "How can you guys not get this? It's right there." Yeah, they're <laughs> screaming at it. Oh my god, how yeah. dumb there! So we should also have a parallel drinking game for these games. How do you not? Well. How do you not know that halitosis tuberculosis is the scientific name for an eagle? Like, <laughs> well, Halitosis uh, leucocephalus. How did I? How did I not get the whole Genesis Malachi thing when I was already? I already did the hard part. Yeah, that one's that, that one's gonna bother you. That one's gonna bother you for a few days. I, I will lose sleep over that. Uh, so. <laughs> Baruch Hashem. Uh, Speaking uh, of of bands, it's great getting the band back together. It's nice having both of you here on the show tonight. Uh, it was a good show. We're gonna wrap things up because we have run pretty long as always. Uh, did once we again, bring, did we bring the energy that you were asking for, Dave? Hey. <laughs> uh, one, once again, I want to thank our, our sponsors, including our brand new sponsor. Oh, yes. Uh, yes. The Tiny Homes guy. I don't even, I can't even say his name and the name of that company. It's it's too much of a mouthful, but I appreciate him being on the show. It's good uh, that they shot that guy, though. That's And remember, if you'd like to be a sponsor on the Devon... Div the Devin Dave, the Devin Stave show. Stop, stop the show, the Devin Stave show. Hey, listen, 
If you'd like to be a sponsor on this pro-level show that we're doing right here, The Dave and Steve Show, you can email us at thedaveandsteveshow at gmail.com or Show at gmail.com. We'll answer either one. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the meantime, Tracy, anything else from you? I sure don't. I'm just glad to be back. Steve, how about you? Anything else from you? Tune in next week to find out whether or not my driveway is done. Well, we're going to tune in next week because we're bringing in uh, Drew Carey to try and save this whole game show segment. We're going to see how that goes. So, Hey, sure. that, that was game show gold. I I don't know. I don't, you ding-dongs can't get a couple of clues. That's, that's not my problem. We, we got nine right between the two of us. And I, the way it started, I thought we're just going to be looking at each other. Oh, these are things you made up. Oh, okay. Then, then I just have to dumb it down for a minute. That's all I have to do. All right. For Tracy, for Drew Carey, and for me, Dave, we'll talk to you next time right here on the Dave and Drew Show.